if you are here for the first time welcome to our community i hope you will find what you are searching for over the past 7 months i have seen that many of you come and listen to my podcast content however you do not follow or subscribe me i would be grateful if you could do so as it helps my podcast to grow yes uh, thank you nilo for having me on the show i appreciate it uh, yes i my name is john lawyer and i uh was a soldier for many years and then a civilian doing the same job afterwards and i spent uh about 12 years in Kuwait, Iraq and Afghanistan over the first 15 years of my adult life and mm-hmm. when i came home i was a bit lost and uh uh looking for things and and that took a while and then eventually i kind of found a uh, a spiritual path and decided that i wanted to give back to the world and i created an online nonprofit spiritual community and that's kind of what i've been working on ever since thank you john for uh sharing those bits of life stories with our listener so what made you believe in living life consciously you know i i wasn't really on a spiritual over mm-hmm. spiritual journey before and i think i say now that i think we're always on a spiritual journey even if we don't know it but mm-hmm. i back then i didn't know that i was on a spiritual journey mm-hmm. and and uh for me it was kind of a sudden thing i was i was late one night i was laying in bed with my wife she was asleep and i just had this kind of profound moment of understanding or clarity that mm-hmm. there was this oneness in the world that we're all connected um and it was a very this this very warm feeling and that i that really speaks to me to you know the collective consciousness that we have we share with one another mm-hmm. and that that we're empowered within our own individual consciousness and that it kind of shapes the reality that we move through each day mm-hmm. so what does living consciously mean and what does it do I think living consciously means that you're in touch with that thing that is behind your mind and ego mm-hmm. that it's once you quiet your mind your mind's always racing it's always trying to tell you things because mm-hmm. it's, it's done this great job over the last you know thousands of years keeping us alive right mm-hmm. so it's a, an important thing but it overperforms and mm-hmm. it it wants to always tell you things to look out for so it kind of trends negative because it wants you to look out for things and so If you can kind of quiet that then you're more in touch with who you really are like you're more in touch with like who you want to be what you want to be what you need to be I think there's an element of our higher purpose or our dharma mm-hmm. in that and I think that's living consciously and I, you know it's about being more intentional and aware about how we're living our lives and making sure that we're not living our lives according to someone else's plan that we're living our lives according to our plan and to our mm-hmm. the way that we want to live our lives you know so is self awareness and 
element of living consciously yeah i i think it you know i think the more aware we are mm-hmm. the more aware we are of ourselves the more that we're able to live consciously mm-hmm. and that goes back to the, i think the age-old spiritual question if you boil it way down is who am i right mm-hmm. and i'm not my name i'm not my job i'm not all my relationships i'm not i'm not all these things mm-hmm. that i'm told that i am mm-hmm. i'm something much more than that and I, I think when we're self-aware we become more in tuned with that and i think that speaks to the alignment of our mind body and soul mm-hmm. where we have that self-awareness and we're able to live more consciously mm-hmm. so please correct me if i'm getting a uh, wrong so living uh life uh, consciously is somehow having a knowledge of self awareness mindfulness trying to bring back your uh, attention to now right and living with a purpose is that correct yeah that's that's absolutely how i i see mm-hmm. the kind of the breakdown that's a great explanation mm-hmm. why is living life consciously important for mental health that's a good question too mm-hmm. uh we have a lot of noise in the world mm-hmm. um we have the noise of the outside world we have our digital devices we have our people that want our attention people that kind of demand our attention we have our job uh and then we have the internal noise we have uh our racy mind and our own internal monologue and all these things and so if we're more conscious if we're more self-aware uh then we're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. And that you know and and it's also you talked about like living present in the moment. If we're always attached to the past, those things that happened to us, which can be important things, I don't want to, you know, um dismiss them, but we mm-hmm. have to at some point figure out how we accept them and let go. They'll always be a part of us, but we can still kind of let go of it. And and then that's the past, but then the future, the future's uncertain. It's undetermined and we don't you know very rarely does the future play out or happen like we think it's going to and we're always we can get really anxious about that about the future not just about the past but about what's going to happen and so if you're more grounded and centered in the moment and you're self-aware and you're saying I'm going to live today it really changes the impact that you have uh, negatively on your mental health because Suddenly you're not going to be as negative, you're going to be more positive, you're going to be more uplifted, you're going to have more happiness and joy in your life because you're um accepting that you're living this day every single day. And instead of living yesterday and living tomorrow, I'm just going to live today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, acceptance is a very essential element in mental health. journey those who are going through the journey how difficult or how challenging was for you because you had a, a you know background of being a soldier and to become a vulnerable person yeah that was not that wasn't easy i had a lot of work to do to accept I had to accept the the traumatic things that happened to me 
and that 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 were happened around me during all those years and i also had to accept those things that i was a part of that were kind of dark like i was part of the military industrial complex and mm-hmm. this like dark military machine so i have to i have to accept both the aspects of what had been done to me and what i did in the world and so um that took time mm-hmm. it took time it took introspection uh to be able to say you know bad things happen both you know to us we do bad things but we have to kind of accept that we have to that goes that acceptance right goes into the idea of forgiveness of yourself forgiveness of others mm-hmm. and and i think non-judgment of yourself and non-judgment of others once you free your that's very freeing right mhm so how would you say for someone who is struggling or who is learning how to forgive and accept their reality you know how would you say to process that part of a journey that's a great question i think to start i think starting is often the hardest part mm-hmm. i i find that people really struggle to take that first step mm-hmm. you know and it's that cliche of the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step right you have to take that first step and and then understand that even if you take the first step it might not take it first so you have to take it again and you have to i think be prepared to to work with yourself like there's a lot of when you're forgiving and when you're accepting things it's not like you just declare it I've forgiven myself and it's done, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's a process. So you have to say you're going to do it. You have to be willing to do it. And then you once you do it, you have to keep doing it and say, now I'm going to check back in with myself and say, did I actually forgive myself? Did I actually forgive that other person or that other thing that happened to me? Mm-hmm. And it becomes a process. And I think it gets easier the more that you do it. And we you know, and then in in recognizing that those start starting being that difficult thing uh that makes life easier that makes life better we have to understand why we're doing it mm-hmm. like it's not just i'm going to start this well if you start to if you start something and you're like oh i can't keep doing this you got to remind yourself here's why i'm doing this mm-hmm. because here's where this will get me mm-hmm. so my next question is you know you had a of you had a, a, a you know, what you call your working with soldier in afghanistan right deployment and after coming back you have this another world that you have built for yourself uh, with kesar spiritual community right how was this transition Uh, you know, for me, since I kind of had a sudden moment of clarity or awakening or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it, for me, a lot of stuff that happened before that was not easy. It was mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. But once I had that moment and I under, understood the path that I was on, mm-hmm. it became easier. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was about me trying to educate myself in a way that I could communicate with others what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. so i could say hey i can speak in terms of spirituality or or mental health or 
you know, things like that. And so it was me, it was really about me going and, and, and educating myself so I could better speak with people, share my journey, hear about theirs and figure out a way to have just better discussions in the world. So what is the purpose of Kester spiritual community? Yeah, our, our community is, was created to provide, uh, a safe and, mm-hmm. uh, place where people could have meaningful, authentic connection in, in the digital world. And so that we can tell people, if you're looking into your spirituality, if you're looking into it from a new perspective, if you're looking at advancing further down a path that you want to go down, um, having a place where we can have conversations about that and resources to help people and for people to be able to talk with one another and help each other out. And we have guided meditations, we have uh, daily affirmation prompts and journaling prompts and Uh, just discussion prompts so that we can all have discussions about certain topics that, and, mm-hmm. and figure out um, uh, a better way to do things and be open-minded and say, and it's also about whether you're a Hindu or you're a Christian or you're an atheist or you're mm-hmm. just a spiritualist, we can all practice our own individual belief and faith ourselves right next to each other. And we don't have to convince each other that ours is the right way because it's going to be this unique individual thing for everybody that they can be empowered in themselves with my follow-up question is those who are already uh, you know battling the mental health challenges what would you say to them what can uh, what can they expect and how to overcome those you know uh, emotional high and lose in their mental health uh, journey? I, I I believe people should, if they're already on the path and they're they're trying to heal themselves, that's a, that's a big step they've taken, which is great. Uh, I think that people should know that uh, they're whole inside, whether they know it or not, they'll get there. So they're mm-hmm. already walking down a path that's towards that wholeness that exists within them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that should be something I think hope is a great thing in this world. And, uh, I, it, if they, they feel the need to do it individually, I think that's okay. And that's important. If they, if they see the need to have, uh, people help them or to, to work with others to, um, help move along the path. I think that's okay too. I mean, uh, you know, uh, there were, there was help that I got along the way. Um, that I probably wouldn't have gotten where I've gotten if there weren't people that helped me. So, mm-hmm. and if there's things that, uh, individuals or communities can do to help someone figure their way, uh, their own way out, I think that's a good thing. So I would say, just keep going, um, figure out what works for you. And I, I would say it all starts with self-love. You got to love yourself. And mm-hmm. It's that, that, that it always goes back to that old idea of you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before the person next to you on the airplane, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, why is it so important to love yourself in terms of mental health? we're often brought up in our society and our cultures that we're supposed to take care of other people uh-huh. and we're supposed to be a hero for other people. And 
always, you know, we very rarely get taught to help ourselves. And I think a lot of the trauma that we have, a lot of the pain that we carry comes from us not taking care of ourselves. And so if we don't start taking care of ourselves right now, knowing that we're trying to heal from these wounds, it makes it even more difficult because we're just keeping that cycle going of not taking care of ourselves, which only leads to more pain and suffering, really. So it, it eliminates pain and suffering in a, in, a, in a big degree if you love yourself. You know, uh, nowadays there are many studies and many have, uh, you know, done research on this topic. That is self, uh, uh, self, self-compassion, yeah, which is an essential element in knowing yourself or in um in mindfulness practices for mental health or you know in terms of being health in terms of having healthy well-being so what do you think that our listener can do to learn about uh, this topic and implement on their daily life? I would say find find what works for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, the first thing I would tell, I kind of tell people is we're, we're pretty resilient, amazing things, humans, right? Mm-hmm. We, can, we can do almost anything. We're very capable. We have to find out what we will do. So we can do anything. What will we do? What will you do? And think about that. What am I willing to do? And what, what, what will I actually go out and do? And that part of that goes back to something that you probably enjoy a little bit, something that resonates with you. I would say, look for that. Look for resources that speak to you on a level where you're like, oh, I feel that. I, I really receive this in a very open way. And, and use that, whether it's podcasts, whether it's books, whether it's uh, people or communities. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but find out what will help you. And then the steps that you're going to take, like I said, figure out what you will actually do. And, and because we can't, we can't live our life according to what we can do because we can do almost anything. So mm-hmm. we just got to figure out what we will do. Mm-hmm. And for those listeners who wants to know more about living life consciously and the community, spiritual community that you are involved in, where can they find you and connect with you? Yeah, our main page is at uh, kishar.org. That's K-I-S-H-A-R.org. That's the entrance to our community. We also have uh, individual uh, spiritual guidance and coaching. And it's got links to our uh, socials. And we have a pretty cool YouTube channel that's open and free to the public. It's pretty cool and helpful for people. It's not a bad place to start as well. Mm-hmm. So coming towards the end of the podcast, what uh Would you like to leave a question for our next guest speaker? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Uh, so let me think that on that for a second. What? What would they? What do they see as uh, their uh, higher purpose or calling in the world? Okay. Okay, I'll definitely ask them. Thank you so much, John, for your time. And 
Yeah, you are most welcome to provide feedback on the podcast.